Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. In this episode of my story time, you're going to really need your imagination. So if you've left it in another room somewhere, you'd better go and get it now. Today, I want to introduce you to the Rutabaga Stories by Carl Sandburg. Carl Sandburg was considered the poet of America. He was the winner of three Pulitzer Prizes, one for his biography of Abraham Lincoln and two for his poetry. But he also wrote some amazing fairy tales for his daughters, Spink, Scabooch, and Snipes. The Rutabaga stories are unconventional in almost every way. Unlike traditional fairy tales, they have no perfect princesses and evil witches. They are American fairy tales with a rural flavor. And, in fact, they have no evil characters at all. The settings, though fanciful, include images that define America in the 1920s when the stories were published. The railroad, which ran across the prairie to the mountains to the sea, and the skyscraper. So, dust off your imagination and tune in your ears to learn about Rutabaga Country. In Rutabaga Country, the railroad tracks go from straight to zigzag. The pigs wear bibs, some checked, some striped, some polka-dotted, and the biggest city is the village of liver and onions. Characters in this fanciful world are equally peculiar. Here are some of the names. Please Gimme, Blixie Blimmer, Eat a Peek a Pie, and dozens of others. The first story that I want to share with you from this fanciful land is Three Boys with Jugs of Molasses by Carl Sandburg. In the village of liver and onions, if one boy goes to the grocery for a jug of molasses, it's just like always. And if two boys go to the grocery for a jug of molasses together, it's just like always. But if three boys go to the grocery for a jug of molasses each and all together, then it is not like always at all, at all. Eda Pika Pie grew up with wishes and wishes working inside him, and for every wish inside him, he had a freckle outside on his face. Whenever he smiled, the smile ran way back into the far side of his face and got lost in the wishing freckles. Meanie Miney grew up with suspicions and suspicions working inside him, and after a while, some of the suspicions got fastened on his eyes, and some of the suspicions got fastened on his mouth. So when he looked at other people straight in the face, they used to say, Meanie Miney looks so sad-like. I wonder if he'll get by. Miney Moe was different. He wasn't sad-like and suspicious like Meanie Miney. Nor was he full of wishes inside and freckles outside like eat a peek a pie. He was all mixed up inside with wishes and suspicions. So he had a few freckles and a few suspicions on his face. When he looked other people straight in the face, they used to say, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. So here we have him. 
Three boys growing up with wishes, suspicions, and mixed up wishes and suspicions. They all looked different from each other. Each one, however, had a secret ambition, and all three had the same secret ambition. And ambition is a little creeper that creeps and creeps in your heart night and day, singing a little song, Come and find me, come and find me. The secret ambition in the heart of Ada Pika Pie, Meanie Miney, and Miney Moe was an ambition to go railroading, to ride on railroad cars night and day, year after year. The whistles and the wheels of the railroad trains were music to them. Whenever the secret ambition crept in their hearts and made them too sad, so sad it was hard to live and stand for it, they would all three put their hands on each other's shoulders and sing the song of Joe. The chorus was like this. Joe, Joe, broke his toe on the way to Mexico, came back, broke his back, sliding on the railroad track. One fine summer morning, all three mothers of all three boys gave each one a jug and said, Go to the grocery and get a jug of molasses. All three got to the grocery at the same time, and all three went out of the door of the grocery together, each with a jug of molasses together and each with his secret ambition creeping around in his heart, all three together. Two blocks from the grocery, they stopped under a slippery elm tree. Eat a peek pie was stretching his neck, looking straight up into the slippery elm tree. He said it was always good for his freckles, and it helped his wishes to stand under a slippery elm and look up. While he was looking up, his left hand let go the jug handle of the jug of molasses, and the jug went ka-flump, ka-flumpity-flump, down on the stone sidewalk, cracked into pieces, and let the molasses go running out over the sidewalk. If you've never seen it, let me tell you, molasses running out of a broken jug over a stone sidewalk under a slippery elm tree looks peculiar and mysterious. Eat a peek pie stepped into the molasses with his bare feet. It's a lot of fun, he said. It tickles all over. So Meanie Miney and Miney Moe both stepped into the molasses with their bare feet. Then what happened just happened. One got littler. Another got littler. All three got littler. You look to me only big as a potato bug, said Eat a Peek Pie to Meanie Miney and Miney Mo. It's the same like you look to us, said Meanie Miney and Miney Mo to Eat a Peek Pie. And then because their secret ambitions began to hurt them, they all stood with hands on each other's shoulders and sang the Mexico Joe song. Off the sidewalk they strolled, 
across a field of grass. They passed by many houses of spiders and ants. In front of one of the houses, they saw Mrs. Spider over a tub washing clothes for Mr. Spider. Why do you wear that frying pan on your head? They asked her. In this country, all ladies wear the frying pan on their heads when they want a hat. But what if you want a hat when you're frying with the frying pan? Asked Edipika Pie. That never happens to any respectable lady in this country. Don't you ever have no new style hats? Asked Meanie Miney. No, but we always have new style frying pans every spring and fall. Hidden in the roots of a pink grass clump, they came to a city of twisted nose spiders. On the main street was a store with a show window full of pink parasols. They walked in and said to the clerk, We want to buy parasols. We don't sell parasols here, said the spider clerk. Well, lend us a parasol piece, said all three. Gladly, most gladly, said the clerk. How do you do it? asked Ida. I don't have to, answered the spider clerk. How did it begin? It never was otherwise. Don't you ever get tired? Every parasol is a joy. What do you do when the parasols are gone? They always come back. These are the famous twisted nose parasols made from famous pink grass. You will lose them all, all three. Then they will all walk back to me here in this store on Main Street. I cannot sell you something I know you will surely lose. Neither can you pay for something you will forget, somewhere, sometime. And when you forget it, it will walk back here to me again. Look, look. As he said, look. The door opened, and five pink parasols came waltzing in and waltzed up to the show window. They always come back. Everybody forgets. Take your parasols and go. You'll forget them, and they'll come back to me. He looks like he had wishes inside him, said Edipika Pie. He looks like he had suspicions, said Meanie Miney. He looked like he was all mixed up with wishes and suspicions, said Miney Mo. And once more, because they all felt lonesome and their secret ambitions were creeping and eating, they put their hands on their shoulders and sang the Mexico Joe song. Then came happiness. They entered the potato bug country. And they had luck, first of all, the first hour they were there in the potato bug country. They met a potato bug millionaire. How are you a millionaire? they asked him. Because I got a million, he answered. A million what? A million phlegms. Who wants phlegms? You want phlegms if you're going to live here. Why so? 
because flims is our money. In the potato bug country, if you got no flims, you can't buy nothing or anything. But if you got a million flims, you're a potato bug millionaire. Then he surprised them. I like you because you've got wishes and freckles, he said to eat a pika pie, filling the pockets of Eda with flims. And I like you because you got suspicions, and you're sad like, he said to Meany Miney, filling Meany Miney's pockets full of flims. And I like you because you got some wishes and some suspicions, and you look all mixed up, he said to Miney Mo, sticking handfuls of flims into the pockets of Miney Mo. Wishes do come true, and suspicions do come true. Here they had been wishing all their lives and had suspicions of what was going to happen, and now it all came true. With their pockets filled with flims, they rode on all the railroad trains of the potato bug country. They went to the railroad stations and bought tickets for the fast trains and the slow trains and even the trains that back up and run backward instead of where they start to go. On the dining cars of the railroads of the potato bug country, they ate wonder ham from the famous potato bug pigs, eggs from the potato bug hens, etc., It seemed to them they stayed a long while in the potato bug country, years and years. Yes, the time came when all their flims were gone. Then, whenever they wanted a railroad ride or something to eat or a place to sleep, they put their hands on each other's shoulders and sang the Mexico Joe song. In the potato bug country... They all said the Mexico Joe song was wonderful. One morning, while they were waiting to take an express train on the early Ohio and Southwestern, they sat near the roots of a big potato plant under the big green leaves, and far above them they saw a dim black cloud, and they heard a shaking and a rustling and a spattering They didn't know it was a man of the village of liver and onions. They did not know it was Mr. Sniggers putting Paris green on the potato plants. A big drop of Paris green splattered down and fell on the heads and shoulders of all three. Eat a pika pie, meeny miny, and miny mo. Then what happened just happened. They got bigger and bigger. One, two, three. And when they jumped up and ran out of the potato rows, Mr. Sniggers thought they were boys playing tricks. When they got home to their mothers and told them all about the jug of molasses breaking on the stone sidewalk under the slippery elm tree, their mothers said it was careless. The boys said it was lucky because it helped them to get their secret ambitions. And a secret ambition is a little creeper 
that creeps and creeps in your heart night and day, singing a little song. Come and find me. Come and find me. I hope you've enjoyed this story as much as I've enjoyed reading it to you. Join me again in Aunt Blanche's Story Corner.